1: Maersk has boosted its global container trade forecast for the full year, but the shipping giant says it will cut its workforce by about 10,000 people in a drive to reduce costs. Joining us now is Vincent Clair, the CEO of Maersk. Sir, thank you for joining us this morning. Let's start on the job cuts then. 10,000, it's a big number. Is this enough to get costs to where you want them to be?
2: It is enough, uh, it is a big number, uh, and it is, for what we can see now, enough, uh, what we can do in order to bring uh, our core space in line with the level of activity we expect to see, uh, both uh, for the end of this year, but also towards 2024 and 2025.
0: Vincent, good morning. I feel like what's happening in global freight markets is exactly as you and your predecessor always kind of talked about in the show over the last couple of years, that you know, the pandemic level freight rates would come down and probably fall below pre-pandemic because of this glut of supply coming online just as global growth is slowing down. So it's kind of panned out exactly as you, you were kind of roughly outlining from the global macro outlook. And yet you're still cutting 10,000 jobs, almost 10% of your workforce. You're cutting capex. So what does this mean for your industry overall, for those who didn't kind of prepare for a long time for this much more negative scenario?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, the quarter, as as it is, is is pretty much as we expected it to be. But... The outlook uh, that, that we have is, is completely different from what we had just a year ago. And following this COVID boom, we're seeing prices today which are either in line or below what they were in 2019, and an outlook that is pretty subdued on the macroeconomic level. Furthermore, uh, this is compounded by a, a glut of supply, as you said, that, is, that has started to come online and that has put freight rates in the shipping division under a lot of pressure. In those circumstances, we just have to really uh, get ourselves ready for whatever is going to come ahead. There's a lot of uncertainty about, uh, around how this is going to shape for the next couple of years, but we want to make sure we are duly prepared to, uh, to come out of this uh, cycle in a very, very strong fashion. What this means for us is, is getting uh, a tight control over our cost base, something we started already at the beginning of the year. Out of the 10,000 jobs we have announced we're going to reduce our workforce with, 6,500 have already been executed. The rest of it is an acceleration of those, uh, of those cuts that, that will take place mostly here in, uh, in the fourth quarter. So we're getting our cost base in order. We're getting fit for what could be leaner times uh, here ahead and if uh, and also that means also reduction in our capex uh, program and, and making sure we preserve some powder for whatever opportunity will also arise here during uh, during this cycle
1: okay so wanting to make sure that you're match fit for
2: this leaner time or these leaner times that might
1: be coming ahead on those freight rates then vincent what is your sense at this point as whether as to whether or not there's more pressure coming through on those rates. Have they bottomed or is there more downside, do you think, to freight
2: rates? So we have seen uh, throughout the third quarter uh, rates actually slide as some of the new tonnage was coming online and, uh, and the, this influx of tonnage is not much by demand or by capacity management measures of idling or scrapping of older tonnage. As long as you have this overcapacity, you can expect to seize further pressure on the freight rates. This is why we see a pretty fat tail to how this could play out uh, into, into next year. And that requires for us with constant care to really get ourselves fit for the game uh, that is going to unfold and make sure that we can play thr- strong throughout.
0: I I understand the message you're conveying of uncertainty and preparing for kind of the worst. Um, And as you said, there's a fat tail of outcomes. What's your kind of base case for how much further freight rates can decline? And at your base rate kind of estimation of how much further they can decline, how much of the broader industry is profitable, going back to the point that you've been preparing defensively for some time and diversifying your business for this scenario?
2: I think we're very fortunate to head into this cycle with a very strong balance sheet, a, a very moderate capex program, which means basically that uh, that we are really in good shape to see this cycle through and, and still have a lot of powder to take advantage of opportunities that always arise as we're going through uh, through a cycle like this. That is really, really good for, for Maersk and something we, we want to make sure we protect throughout so that we can come out uh, strong on the other side. If you just prorate, uh, and there's been different analyst report that I've started to prorate a little bit the macroeconomic expectations on demand with what is going to, to, to happen on supply, then the gap is set to grow uh, throughout next year. And, and if we don't see uh, an increase in capacity management, then this will cause further pressure on freight rates uh, for a while. And as
1: you project out just a bit more granular detail, if you can, in terms of volumes and how you think that story evolves, where are you seeing and how do you expect those volumes and that demand to shape up in the next six to 12 months? Which regions are looking more resilient, which are looking more vulnerable? How does that overlay of the slowdown in the global economy affect and shape your views in terms
2: of volumes? So volumes have been actually remarkably resilient to higher interest rate environments, uh, and, and we still expect... Uh, a, a market that is moderately down compared to last year, which was really a peak year. So so we're still seeing uh, the demand side holding pretty good. There could be uh, some downside risk to this if, if, if uh, North America or Europe go into, uh, into a recession, but our base case is still that we can have a, a continuation of this and maybe a little bit of rebound as we get out of these inventory cycles that have followed the, the COVID years. Going forward, we see also strong resilience in a lot of the emerging markets that have held actually pretty uh, strongly throughout the, this year. And that's, that is something that we expect to continue into, uh, into next year. The environment though in general is still fairly moderate. We don't expect a large uh, volume recovery on the back of this uh, of this 2023.
0: Okay, so volume's holding up, but not ex- necessarily a big recovery. You talk there about capacity management. I guess you're referencing the fact that in, in former or pre- uh, previous down cycles in rates, we've seen this kind of race to this bottom, this kind of uh, doing unprofitable rates to kind of keep going through the cycle, which obviously can be very damaging for the whole industry. Are you worried about the ha- that happening in this cycle? I-, I kind of felt like there was a bit of a dig there about if we don't see capacity management from the industry overall. So what's your kind of perspective on that?
2: Yeah, I think, as, uh, as I mentioned, uh, if you simply uh, do the math uh, on everything remaining equal between the supply that is coming in and uh, the demand that we expect, then you see a gap growing between the supply uh, coming to the market and the demand that there is. And that historically, as you mentioned, has always led to, uh, to actually uh, a very damaging pricing environment. I think it's too early to say that this is what is going to happen. But but it is certainly uh, something that we need to entertain. And for us, it is something that we're preparing for should it happen so that we are in the best possible shape to uh, to see it through.
1: The preparations are clearly there, Vincent, from you and the team. What is the time frame that you're looking at for this down cycle? How far are you projecting out in terms of when you expect this down
2: cycle to turn around, to, to end? So I think, uh, if, if you again, if you, look at, uh, if you look at the order book and, and what is going to come uh, over the next couple of years, I think that we're probably settling in for, uh, for a very subdued and, and pressured environment for two to three years uh, ahead. That is at least what, uh, what our models is, is leading us to believe. And that is why also we have to take measures that are pretty, uh, pretty severe or pretty comprehensive in order to deal with this and make sure that we are ready for the long run.
1: Okay, Vincent Clerc, CEO of Merck.